I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Corporate Chopper and I'm joined today, returning, Randy Andy Jatson. Oh my god, it's the return and everyone is so excited. So excited to have the the echoey sound back. How was last week with uh, Mr. Mr. Wrestle, sorry, uh, Luke Horn, Luke Owen? It was unfortunate that he had to do Smackdown, you know, obviously because I hate him. And hate oh, yeah. guts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate we had to have a whole week of doing things together. But honestly, it was all right. Yeah. It was okay. Uh, you know, he's pretty good. Um, we've got lots to talk about today um, in terms of the show and uh, other stuff. So let's dive into the show real quick. But on the outro, we've got a couple of emails. We've got some debts and more problems. We've got all sorts of stuff to talk about today. So without further ado, let's get into the show where we're going to be talking about The Fiend returning on SmackDown and aligning properly with Alexa Bliss. Here's the show. Let's get straight into it. So the first thing that we're going to be talking about on this SmackDown review, the main talking point is that The Fiend finally returned to SmackDown. It hasn't been seen since Payback um, at the end of August. So he's been gone for pretty much a month. Um, seen Bray Wyatt on the Firefly Funhouse with, you know, Wobbly Walrus getting introduced and all that stuff. But we haven't seen The Fiend. Obviously, we've had loads of teasers with the Alexa Bliss stuff. And I said on last week's review, I was like, man, this Alexa Bliss story is really good. But I want something else to happen now. I'm getting a bit bored of this whole Someone says the fiend and she does a sister Abigail thing. Okay, I get it. Now what's the next step? This was the next step. They've clearly been watching you, Pete. They've clearly been Absolutely. watching you. They saw, oh man, well, if that guy wants something more, we're gonna bring back the fiend for the first time in a long time. And do you know what? It was great to see him. It because was, wasn't it? Now sometimes you sort of forget that actually he's pretty spooky. Um, and he really adds like an extra uh, dimension to the show and like I'm not the sort of biggest fan of sort of supernatural gimmicks. Um, I think they're a bit hokey, especially in sort of 2020 when no one's really no one's really involved in the kind of kayfabe side of things anymore. But there were, yeah, he 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 is sort of the right level of doing it. And and sort of once again, you're thinking, wow, who's writing on SmackDown? And who's writing on Raw? Because you think, wow, they're really doing good things on SmackDown. You sort of 
every time you think, oh, the way that this is how they should do this, they they may not do it exactly that way, but they do it in another good way rather than the way they've been doing it on Raw, which is what's the most boring way we can do this, and then doing mm. that. Yes, exactly. Um, but the segment itself, it was the Kevin Owens show. Kevin Owens, a Raw talent, uh, was brought over to SmackDown for reasons. What is the brand split? It's the draft next week. What's the point? Mm. Why even have a draft if people can just turn up anyway? And they said it's part of, you know, the cross-brand invitational, which apparently was quarterly the last time it happened with Cesaro and Nakamura, which was like a few weeks ago. So it's a really quick quarter, if that's the Maybe case. Maybe that was the end of the quarter, and this is mm-hmm. the start of the new quarter. And this is the start of the quarter, which doesn't make well, sense. It is. Kevin Owens is back next week. so you know. No, it is, because it's October, November, December. That's three That's three months of the mm-hmm. year. That's, that is a quarter, and it's just the mm-hmm. start of... So they're not allowed yep. any more now for the rest yeah. of the year. Apart from next week when Kevin Owens comes back. But, yeah, but he's uh, in the draft. Shut up. Uh, he's not been drafted yet. So they shouldn't have announced it. They should have just said, he's here. Oh, wow. What a crazy Shock. coincidence. He got drafted yeah. to SmackDown. Um, but yes, it was Kevin Owens show with Alexa Bliss as his guest. Uh, Kevin Owens comes out wearing a Street Profit shirt because why not, I guess. Um, and I really like the back and forth between him and Alexa because it felt, obviously it was very scripted, but mm. it they made it feel somewhat natural, which is nice. Uh, Kevin Owens, obviously an amazing promo. And Alexa, I think, did really well as well of Kevin just being like, you know, just questioning her about this new kind of like darkness that she's got and why is she changing and all that stuff. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm I'm fine. And then mm. he's like, come on, you've quite clearly changed. And she's like, yeah, people change. Like, you should try it sometime, um, which I thought was a great line. Yeah. Um, and then Alexa cut this really good part of the promo, I thought, when she essentially outlined what, how she feels about The Fiend but she managed to convey such like fear in her voice and her facial expression or saying how much she like not necessarily idolized him, but was like enthralled by him. And she said like, he's terrifying and captivating at the same time. And her, her voice was like shaking the whole time she was doing it. She's like, have you ever been around him? Like it was, it's a really good promo. I really, really liked it. Um, And then the next line really got me as well, where Kevin just really bluntly just went, you've been brainwashed. And Alexa just said, yeah, I have. My brain has been washed. washed. Now the lies have been washed away. And now I can see the truth. It was, it's just a, re- it's a really hokey back and forth, but they made yeah. it really work. It felt like it was really natural. It's a, it's a, religious, it's a religious cult almost. But like, oh, what was I going to say? I, I, had something, I had something good, Pete. I had something good oh, that I was no. going to say. But you know me, I forget things very quickly. Um, what was I going to say? She... Well, while you're thinking of that, while you're thinking of that, go to the next bit where, uh, and the the other bit I really liked from this was Kevin Owens not being an idiot and him just knowing, just like, he's here, isn't he? Like, he's going to come get me, um, which makes a lot of sense because that's what The Fiend does. And Alexa had a brilliant response of, he's everywhere and I can hear him now. Let him in. And as she said that, lights cut out. Fiend comes out. Spooky violins play, red lights and everything. Mandible claw to Kevin Owens down to the ground. Turns around to Alexa, who has not moved, who's just continued to continuing to sit in her seat as she was before, and he just extends his hand out. Alexa takes it and she stands up, and then it cuts. And I was like, "That's really cool. I'm mm. really into this." Yeah, it was a really, really good segment, and it's just what I wanted. It was the next part of the story. It was perfect. 
it's that kind of i remember it it's that kind of sort of stockholm syndrome thing where you mm. sort of start to feel kind of attachment to your captor um yes. and that's clearly the sort of thing they're going for like she she is terrified of him like you would be of someone who's kidnapped you but also you're like no but he's he's misunderstood you don't you don't you don't understand yeah. him the way i understand him um and also i figured it out kevin owens was swapped for dana brooke you reckon yeah because obviously they swapped aj styles for uh, mandy rose mm-hmm. um so they're now they're done now the other way it's kevin owens for dana brooke it's a really fair deal there yeah. for both Raw and SmackDown. Totally, yeah, makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was really, really interesting. Um, I'm still really invested in this Alexa feud. It's the second best thing on the show behind Roman, uh, but not by much though. I'm really, really mm. liking this story. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know where it's going to go from here. I don't know whether Kevin's going to get drafted. Like we mentioned, it's the draft next week on SmackDown, so I don't know whether Owens is going to get drafted and he's going to enter straight into a feud with the Fiend, which I'd be all for. Um, or whether it's going to be uh, the fiend is going to kind of come out and just wreak havoc on random people that Alexa takes beef with, um, or yeah, there's loads of different ways it can go. I mean, it did get announced next week on the draft show that it will be Fiend versus Kevin Owens. That the Fiend's first SmackDown match, mental that. Here's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Has he never had? I thought has he never had a, like a Bray Wyatt match? He might have had a Bray Wyatt match, okay. but The Fiend has never appeared on SmackDown, which is um, crazy. Never wrestled on SmackDown, I should say. What I want to see is The Fiend destroy Kevin Owens and then Kevin Owens get drafted to NXT on the Wednesday. <gasps> I mean, NXT is probably not part of the draft because Triple H said he didn't know anything about it and was being locked out of the plans and had to tune in and wait and see what happens with his brand. But that would make so much sense if The Fiend attacked him and then he reverted to his old Kevin Owens and went down to NXT again. Oh, that would be so good. I'll do that, please. I really want that now. Mainly because I just want that Kevin Owens back in NXT because he was really, 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 really good. Mm. Um, But yes, there's lots of ways this feud can go and I'm thoroughly excited for all of them, I think. It's for Mixed Match Challenge. It's the return of Mixed Match Challenge. It'll be Alexa and the Fiend. Yeah, and Kevin Owens and Dana Brooke. Yeah. Because they swap for each other. Um, Great pairing, that. Yeah, and then... You've got the Braun Strowman being really jealous because the Fiend's pairing with Alexa because obviously they had Little and Big and Little, what it was called last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how you continue their feud. It's a mixed match challenge. It's so perfect. And it makes perfect sense also that Braun was on Raw, on Raw Underground as well. It fits in so well somehow. His name has the word Raw in it. Sort of. Sort of. Row. <laughs> Monday night, Row. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, 
Do you like wrestling? Do you like improv? Do you like role-playing games? Then you'll love No Rolls Barred, presented by the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. Six players come together to create a fictional wrestling promotion, roll dice, and create the kind of insanity that real companies could only dream of creating. Can Tony the Milkman survive the twilight of his career and still find time to care for his wrestling son? Can the Denimatrix overcome the vicious apex and achieve total denimation? Can brothers Golden Joe and Silver Bro coexist as a tag team before they combust? Find out now with the wrestling show that everyone's talking about. No Rolls Bard is available wherever you get your podcasts and only presented on the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. We now need to, say, need to say thank you to some very special people, and those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. If you've not been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page, you can go over there and check out all sorts of bonus content. You can get your own exclusive pledge hammer t-shirt that if you're watching the YouTube version, you can see on the screen right now. Uh, and if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to Black and Decker Dane. Woo! Philip. Lita Dumas. Woo! Thank nice. you very much. The Wedding Crasher, Brandon Vaughn. Oh, yeah. The Craftsman, Blake Carpenter. Woo! Thank you very much. Wonderwall, Brian Gallagher. The Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Woo! Thank you very much. The Hundred Dollar Man, C.D. Horvey. Oh, Woo! yeah. Superkick Nick Mizesco. Woo, yes, thank you very much. The Hitchhiker, Mike and Nab. Woo. Yeah. Thank you very much. WrestleTalk's personal ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. Woo, yes, thank you very much. Will always mark out for Ollie Landrum. Uh, Woo. Nice. And finally, no one names their kid this anymore. Larry. Really bad. That was really like convoluted. You would not roll your R there yeah. normally. Hello, Larry. That's 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 bad. Larry. That's bad. Uh, before we get on with the full uh, play-by-play of the rest of the show, just going to talk a, a very, very briefly about a new thing that's coming on Monday. A brand new channel that we're launching about board games. This has got nothing to do with wrestling. It's all about board games. Adam Blombier can explain it better than I can, so listen up. Do you like board games? Then you'll love Phenomenerds, a channel all about the best board games your money can buy. Do you not like board games? Then you'll love Phenomenerds, a channel all about why you're f***ing wrong. If the only game you've played is Monopoly, a bad game, with your family, a bad family, we're here to show you all the good times you and your friends are missing out on. We'll teach you the different types of board games out there, great ones to start your collection, how to host games, Gaming nights, how to teach your friends rules. We'll have deep dives into classic games, crazy stories from board gaming history, drunk board gaming, and so much more. At Phenomenerds, we consider it our sacred duty to get you into the greatest hobby in the world, no matter what level you currently are. So subscribe to Phenomenerds now and get on board. So, yeah, 
Phenomena, it's coming on. I actually played Codename last weekend. Um, <laughs> yes, good fun game. So yes, watch Phenomena. It's going to be great. Adam loves them, and therefore you can know for sure that it's going to be the most passionate channel on YouTube. Yes, it's going to be really, really good. Cannot wait for it. Launching on Monday, we've got a whole week's worth of content coming up on that first week. So go over there and subscribe now. Um, but now let's get on with the play-by-play of the rest of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. The show kicked off with a recap of the Universal title match from Clash of Champions. And I know I was on the live reactions, but I've not been able to say this on the SmackDown review podcast yet. That match was perfect. It Roman was. Jey Uso was incredible on the show. Loved it, loved it, loved it. I didn't know where they were going to go next after this. I thought it might have been a one and done with Jey Uso. And I keep saying, I keep suggesting things that I think they should do and I think it would be perfect. And then they do something that's better than that. And I'm like, you know what? You guys are the actual people running it for a reason. And this, again, was something I didn't think they were going to continue on the feud with Jey Uso. But they did. And you know what? It's probably better than what I would have done. So Don't give them that much credit. They, They did do that women's karaoke segment. These are the same people who who signed up on that. But that, yes, no, they true. are they're doing a good job of this one. Uh, they are, yes. Yeah, no, it was, it's, I never thought I would sort of get along with the dynamic of Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman because I was just like, oh no, that's just, they just put Paul Heyman with whoever their top guy is. But it really, really works. Yeah. Like the kind of Paul Heyman will cut a bit of a promo, Roman will then cut the rest of the promo, or, or sometimes Roman will just stay quiet, sometimes Paul will just stay quiet. It's a, I, I much prefer it to the Paul and Brock dynamic because it just, I, just, I don't know, you could have got, I, I don't know, it got a bit tedious, the, the just Paul Heyman talking because it yeah. was just, you know what the pro is going to be. It's going to be, he's the beast, he's undefeated, he's the conqueror. That's not a spoiler. Uh, that's a whatever it is. So It's perfectly done, That's mate. not a prediction, that's a spoiler. There we go, well done. Um, but yes, they came out and the segment was advertised as being uh, Roman's coronation, essentially, as the tribal chief. Um, and he came out and uh, Paul Heyman initially starts cutting the promo, just being like, look, guys, I'm nervous because, I, you know, I want to call him the tribal chief. And Roman just like cuts him off. But he does so not with any act of physicality or anything. All he does is literally just holds his hand out for the microphone. And that's it. And Paul just stops immediately and just hands the microphone over, just like, OK, you you, you talk. I'm fine. Yeah. Um and then Romo conti- continued on, and it was great. He was like, I don't want to be called the Tribal Chief right now because Jay wouldn't say it at Clash of Champions. Jimmy said it, his brother said it, but Jay didn't. So I'm going to make him say it. In fact, I want I want my cousin to come out right now. Jay came on out, and they had a really great back and forth. Really, really liked this promo. Roman is a really good promo when he gets given a proper script and when he gets to actually be a character that fits him, not suffering Sakatash when he does this. It's so good. I'm so invested in everything he's saying. And he just says it really calmly, like, you know, like a proper deluded heel of him just being like, hey, man, I love you. Like, all I wanted to do is just give you like a proper main event slot. You know, I just wanted to fight you for the Universal title. All you had to do was acknowledge me as the tribal chief. And you didn't. Like, it's not my fault, you know, yeah. which is proper it's, amazing it's heel Proper work. like victim blaming, like sort of. Yes. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself, Jay. That's your fault. I'm not doing it. You should have just said that and I wouldn't have hit you. You know, like, I I, 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 I did warn you. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then we, then it kind of, it, it, Jay took the, Jay, Jay took it on um, and would not stop staring at the belt, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sort of, they've agreed 
to another match at Hell in a Cell, which has the what do they say the the biggest consequences in the history of WWE? The biggest stakes of any yeah. match in WWE history. Maybe it's That's a eating contest. Maybe yes, uh, but yeah, he essentially said you can't take your eyes off my title. Sure, you want another shot? You can have another shot if you want. Fine. And at the end, he comes in, he hugs Jay, but like kind of wraps the microphone around. So you can just about make out what he's saying. And he's just saying, if I were you, I wouldn't take this challenge because I'm not going to be as nice this time. And then just walks off. I'm like, oh, that's good. I like that. It's actually much more scary than your voice, Pete. Um, Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I I just try, what are the, what what possibly can they be to be the, unless it's a match with The Rock at WrestleMania. Like, but why would they they wouldn't just do that like a couple weeks out well, from Hell in a Cell? I'm, Is it I'm, if Jay wins, then Roman leaves the company? Or I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, I am slightly worried that they've overhyped it, much in the same way that they did for, you know, greatest wrestling match ever. Um, biggest stakes of any match in WWE history, and especially because later on in the show, Michael Cole, I heard him say that biggest stakes of any match in WWE history with real consequences and i was like are all the other consequences to everything fake then it'll be it'll be something like you get to enter at number five in a gauntlet match um for the number 30 spot in the royal rumble or or, i don't know i'm i'm thinking it might be that jay gets fired um if he loses i think that's pretty pretty big deal or like he's disowned from the family or but something that, like that yeah but that is not i was still wouldn't call it the biggest like it has to be something massive i like I, I'm, I'm thinking disowned from the family is does rick does, does he have to get a stink face from his dad like that's pretty big like fact, his dad yeah. who just been like a like a three mile jog mm-hmm. yeah um whatever it is i'm curious i'm I'm cautiously optimistic because everything yeah. in this story has been really good so far. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I am wary that they have been mm. known to overhype things. So, and I don't want it to just be like, you get a shot at the tag championships. Yeah, like, would oh, be great. great. Um, but yeah, he uh, as Roman's walking away, he stops on the ramp, doesn't look back again. I love that little character trait from Roman, just not looking back at Jade, not worthy of turning around to look at him. And Jay says, whatever the stakes... You're on. Doesn't matter to me. You're on, um, which is great. So we'll, we'll wait and see what those stakes are. But I feel like it's going to be something to do with the family. Like Jay. I think it, I think it has to be either Jay gets either, disowned. Yeah. I reckon it'll either be The Rock, which I think is a long shot, but that mm. would be massive. That would be genuinely massive. Or it'll be something like the winner lose. Whoever loses has to leave WWE mm-hmm. or, or gets. I mean. I can't. Like, I can't see Roman leaving for like because I, I know Roman does have aspirations of being an actor and shit stuff. Um, I didn't finish the word, so that doesn't count. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. And um, but I don't know. I can't see him leaving so soon after coming back. Um, so yeah, I think it's got to be something family-wise. Um, maybe. I think he doesn't get to be called an USO anymore. He gets yeah, disowned from the family, and he just goes U- by Jay. Yeah, because Uso is brother, isn't it? Something in, like that. Yeah. In, in yeah, it's definitely a, a, a familial term. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, that's why they call each other Oos, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, afterwards, Jay's still in the ring after he says that to Roman. Roman walks away. AJ Styles comes out and essentially says, you shouldn't get the Universal title shot. I should. I'm much more qualified than you. Doesn't really matter who's at the head of the table. You lost at Clash, so someone who's more qualified should have that shot. Um, Jay gets ticked off, and they get into a match, which was fun. But I kind of wish that Jay got a bit more offense because AJ took about 85% of the match and then Jay made a comeback and then he won. And that was about it, which was a big win for Jay. He needed it. But I do wish that he won a little more convincingly if he's going to go on to fight Roman because I want to believe that he can win. Like at Clash of Champions, they did a really good job of telling the story. But I never really thought that Jay could win. Mm. Like They did tell it really well. But for this one you've got to build up Jay as a really, really super, super strong contender. Like the, the thing at clash has like changed him. So now he's like an unstoppable, not monster, obviously, but he's like, yeah. he's got this new fire and vigor in him. And this, I don't think quite told that no. story. I, mean, but... I, I guess you could say he was sort of selling the, the beat down from, but he wasn't like, he, there was no sign that he was, he wasn't going all my, my back or, or, yeah. or all my chest. But, um, I mean, it could just be the uh, Jay and AJ starting a, a new tag team called JJ Styles. After that, um, we uh, we get Sami Zayn backstage, who is cutting a You People promo. Mm. It, yeah, he said originally he was angry at management, but now he's angry at the fans because oh. they went along with it the whole time. Stupid Grr. fans. And then he takes Jeff Hardy's Intercontinental Championship and throws it in the bin. Um, yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's a good promo. I'm not too keen on you people promos these days, but it was good for what it was. Sami Zayn's yeah, still a very Sammy, good promo. Sami Zayn's good enough to kind of to make it work. Totally, yeah. Uh, then we got the low point of the show, which was John Morrison faced Otis. Uh, didn't get moving. Otis won in about 30 seconds. There was no Miz, no Tucker. Otis is apparently representing himself in court. I don't know if that's how it works. And uh, Michael Cole kept telling us that Otis is endearing, which makes him much less endearing. Uh, Morrison yes. deserves better. It's your endearing money in the bank briefcase holder. Like that's, that's like you got you got tribal chief, the monster among men. The endearing Otis. Like, I don't want to be like you wouldn't you wouldn't get that in like UFC, would you? Someone walking to the mm. ring. You get like the spider and all that sort of stuff. Not oh, he's endearing, isn't he? Look, he's, endearing. Oh, he's gonna be chubby, he's gonna beat you up. Um endearing's what you call like your girlfriend's laugh or something like that. Or like mm. if she's got an embarrassing laugh, you'll go, Oh, that's endearing. Yes. Um not a not not a professional athlete who who yes. should be beating people up. But Morrison deserves better because I think he's been doing some really, really good work since he's returned to WWE in ring and otherwise. He's been really, really good. I don't think he deserves to be getting beaten by Otis in 30 seconds. But it's all right because they wouldn't they wouldn't do this match and then do an identical match with other people in it immediately afterwards, would they? No, they wouldn't because next they had Shorty G versus Sheamus and Sheamus won in about 30 seconds. And it really, Shorty G should really deserve more because he's been doing really, some really good work since he's been called up to the main roster. Oh, wait, it is the same match oh. twice in a row. I was going to say that sounded similar in my ears. Yeah, God, that is... The commentators as well absolutely no-sold the bro kick when Sheamus said it. They were talking about Big E and talking about how Sheamus and Big E have been going back and forth. And then they go, oh yeah, Big E put out a challenge for a false Count Anywhere match next week. And, you know, and then he hits the bro kick and they go, 
just don't know whether he's going to accept it. You know, it's like he <laughs> just hit a bro kick. It's Sell like, it, man. It, it's like, and we know Chad Gable wasn't, wasn't going to win, but totally. at least at least go. Oh my God, he's hitting with a bro kick rather than. Well, we know he's going to lose, so there's no point in yeah, commentating yeah. on the match. Exactly, because then there's no point having a match at yeah. all. It, it doesn't make any just sense have, to me. But... You could have, you could have been much more effective if Seamus cuts a minute-long promo on how he's the Celtic warrior and he's going to fight people. Um, I, don't, I don't mind if he came out, bro-kicked Chad Gable twice, as much as I love Chad Gable and he de- deserves better. If this is the story they're going to tell, the better way to do it is to come out, Seamus bro-kicks Gable twice, pins him immediately, then grabs the microphone and just be like, hey, this is what I'm going to do to you next week. La 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 la. And then he yeah, walks Yeah, or like, like, stop putting these dweebs in front of me. Like, I, I want some I want some real meat. Um, yeah. yeah, and there, there was just no point that. to this yeah. match. I just, I just don't get it. And it was at this point I wrote, "This episode is really, really not as good as usual." For the last last few weeks, they've been really good episodes, and this at was least, not as good. At least it's better than Raw. That is true. Uh, yeah. After that, we got the KO show with Bliss that we spoke about earlier, and then we got another thing which I didn't like, which was King Corbin, Cesaro, and Nakamura versus the Lucha House Party and Matt Riddle. Mm. Why? It's the same feuds again. They've been feuding for ages, all of these guys. Yeah, this was the most raw segment because it was just, oh, this again. Um, Yeah, you can tell how much WWE care about this because when I'm going, when I'm doing the images for the news, I go go through the WWE.com, the best photos from the blue brand. They didn't have a single... You wouldn't have, if you didn't know that this match happened and you went through those photos, you wouldn't know this match happened mm-hmm. because they didn't have a single photo of anyone in it. Interestingly, on Raw, they didn't have any photos of Kevin Owens versus Alistair Black. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's just a, a thing they're doing now. Uh, yeah, cutting out matches that v- they don't care le- about. Yeah, Vince's least favorite match. Let's cut all those photos out. We don't need yeah. them. It, um, it was a fine match. It, it, I, I, I thought, thought it was the... actually a bit boring. It was fine. I like I and and the the spot at the end where Kalisto kicks Cesaro. No, no, he kicked Lindsay. Oh yeah, no, but that was really badly done because it didn't look like he was trying to kick anyone else. Like he just looked like he was trying to kick his partner. Which you know he could be trying to kick his partner. That could be part of the story. But yeah, it looked a bit weird because then. House party. But then he kicked Dorado, and then Cesaro turned around into Riddle, who then just hit a Broderick and won. And it was like, well, surely Cesaro should have been kicked for the distraction into Riddle, because then Cesaro dodged out of the way of the kick, looking really smart, and then just turned around into Riddle. It was like, well, what was what? This match just didn't like match up for me. It was really weird. Um, But uh, I, I don't understand. I don't get this booking at all. Like. Riddle and Corbin just constantly trading wins. Cesaro and Nakamura look really dominant on like their pay-per-view matches and stuff, and then they lose. And then Lucha House Party, they've been teasing dissension for ages with Kalisto, and nothing's changing. It's what I was saying with the Alexa Bliss story last week. It's like, cool, I want to see the next part of the story, and they're just telling the same story every week now of just... Kalisto is upset with them. Always oh, done a thing that might upset them. Lince Dorado shoves him and they go, Grrr, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. It's every week now. It's uh, I, I also, also, they did a replay of Matt Riddle kicking off his flip flops. Don't do that. It's bad. Continue as you were. I didn't 
Don't like Matt Riddle's new hair either. No. I think he looks silly, but there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, No one is getting over from this booking. Stop doing it. Um, Up next was Sasha Banks, um, who was still wearing the neck brace when she came out, which I liked, still selling the injury at least. Uh, Coming out, she cut a a good promo about uh, Bailey, just saying that Bailey isn't here this week because she's scared of her. Don't know if I buy that, but sure. Um, And then she said, interestingly... She's going to get her hands on the SmackDown Women's Championship next week on SmackDown. And I went, what? Yes, this actually was my least favorite thing on the show. I was like, really? SmackDown next mm-hmm. week. Like, I don't think they're going to have the match. I think Bailey's going to attack her. But that is, even suggesting that this match, should, this feud should be blown off on a random SmackDown. I, I know it's the draft, but that's not a, it's not a pay-per-view. Even the suggestion that this that this feud which should would culminate on a SmackDown is like, oh, f off. Yeah, like, exactly. It's like it's not WrestleMania, not Survivor Series, not even Hell in a Cell. Yeah, SmackDown. Like, why? No. Like, don't even, like, don't even pretend to just have like just have like Sasha is going to have a match against someone else next week, mm-hmm. and then Bailey comes out and attacks her. Not, yeah, it's it's just silly. This it's. Don't 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 announce it if you're not gonna do it. Exactly. Yes. Uh, but then at the very end, she makes up for everything because she says "bitch," and as we oh. know, that's what you got to do. And then suddenly, the feud is elevated to the next level. Yes, it is. Um, the mystery woman revealed herself in the next segment. Oh my god, it's Carmella! Well, I, I never I could have seen that. it coming. Then I show you that. Where's the picture? <laughs> I got it. There you go. Yeah. See, it was her all along, Austin. Yeah, it was so shocking that it was Carmella. I never would have guessed. Uh, she cut another you people, you people promo, the second promo of the night. The singing and dancer dancing didn't get her anywhere. Now she's going to be her own person. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not your princess anymore. Sure, whatever. I'm not your princess, but my all my promos, all my sort of promo packages so far have been me wearing high heels, a dress, and being sparkly. Yeah, so essentially she's saying she's not the princess of Staten Island anymore. I'm Emmalina. Is yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, then we got the announcement of uh, Kevin Owens versus Fiend next week, and Biggie versus Sheamus in a Falls Count Anywhere match, which I am looking forward to. That one, I think that should be a pretty good match. I'm excited for that. Then we got the main event, which was Sami Zayn versus Jeff Hardy for the Intercontinental Championship. Why? Why do a rematch? Rematches are a thing of the past, supposedly. I hated that. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that bit, but I don't mind the match. Yeah, the match itself was pretty fun. Um, Why Sammy taped up and Jeff isn't? There's another question. Because then it just makes Sammy look like the underdog because he's taped up. He is the underdog from the underground. Ugh. Um, Sammy, the story of this match was that Sammy Zayn removed the turnbuckle pad during Hardy's entrance. And he was standing like in the corner back up to the turnbuckle so they couldn't see that the turnbuckle cover had been removed. Hmm. Uh, and then, kind of at the start of the match, pretty at the start, Sammy teases just using it straight up. He wants to whip Jeff into the corner. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, which I, I very well might be. Probably. That's a DQ, right? If you use the, the part of the ring, like, heels always hide it from the ref that they've used it, right? Unless my memory is awful. People hide um, the fact they've un- they've taken the pad off the turnbuckle and then it's a DQ. That's why they hide it, right? Let's have a look. Is 
an exposed turnbuckle, a DQ. God, we're professional, aren't we? We're good at our job. Um, um, but regardless, I feel like that psychology didn't work. So I was like, well, why are you teasing using it if you were going to get DQ'd for it? It's something didn't gel for me on that one, but hey-ho. Um, but if it wasn't like that, then it was a very good match. If it, if it's not a DQ to use the exposed turnbuckle, then the psychology for the match worked perfectly. I just thought that it was a DQ and it felt a bit off to me. Um, right. So what someone said, the second, the exposed turnbuckle, heels like to expose turnbuckles and whenever they do, the reflexes them about how they are being bad and such and will attempt to put the cover back on when he has a free moment, but doesn't outright DQ them. So it's not a DQ to expose it. Right. But I feel like it should be a DQ to use it. Use it? Yeah. Which, like, like... It happens all the time. Like, not all the time, but, like, I, I can't remember seeing someone directly DQ'd for hitting someone's head. Because yeah, often, often, I, I, I always just happened. feel like... I always just feel like they're not very open with it. Like, that the, he was actively trying to hide the mm. fact that they've used the turnbuckle, which to me would indicate that it would have been a DQ if they got spotted kind of thing. Because, I mean, often, often what happens is, is someone will take the thing off, the ref won't notice, and then someone will run at you, and then they'll get out of the way, and then they'll run into the exposed turnbuckle and go, ooh, that hurt. Yeah, um, which wouldn't be a DQ because they didn't use it. No, but it's, 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 it. it's the, it, but it's the same kind of thing about why isn't throwing someone into the ring steps? A DQ because that's or not part the, of the ring, or through the commentary table. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, regardless, we're getting hung up on this one detail a lot. But if it's if it wouldn't have been a DQ for Jeff running into the the post or whatever, fine. This match worked really well because Sami Zayn is continuing to have this character where he's just smarter than you. He's mm. just going to outsmart you in the ring. Doesn't matter whether it's underhanded or whatever. He's just going to do it better than you. And he had it here where he exposed the turnbuckle during Hardy's entrance. It was exposed the whole match. And still, Hardy climbed up onto that turnbuckle. What an idiot. And then Sami Zayn just pulled his legs out. He smashed his head on the uh, on the exposed turnbuckle. And then Sami just pinned him straight off that. And Sami yeah, won. It, it, yeah, I mean, Jeff Hardy's kind of character is that he's, he's very hot-headed and will just kind of do anything. So I, 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 I don't mind that part of it. Because, like, he of, of all people, he he would be someone who would... Maybe not. I maybe not. Either not notice or just not care the mm. turnbuckle pose because he's like, oh, whatever. I'm Jeff Hardy. I, I'm I'm a high flyer. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm good to see Sammy win, but now he should move on to someone else. Like maybe whoever wins between Biggie and Sheamus yeah. should then go. I want Sammy Zayn. Should be Biggie in theory. I'm I'm way up, well up for that. Um, but then yeah. So- a little pet peeve just before we get on to actually reviewing the show as a whole. I really hate it when the commentary does the thing where it goes, God, what have they got to do to put him away when they haven't hit any of their signature moves or any of their finishes? It's like, I don't know. Maybe any of the other moves they normally use. He hit him and he hasn't pinned him. What is going on here? God, yeah. what has he got to do to put him away? Uh, oh. Agreed. It's like it's like when Seth Rollins hits a Falcon Arrow and he's like, oh, how did that not pin him? Like, yeah. you've only, I've only ever seen you pin someone once with that move and it was Dolph yeah. Ziggler and everyone yeah. was shocked that you did that, including yourself. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Like, and it, The thing is, though, if they hit a big signature move, like a Blue Thunderbomb, right, and he doesn't get a pin off it, he's very rarely got a pin off a Blue Thunderbomb. 
I can still understand the commentary being like, oh, what an earful, you know. Mm. Oh, man, it was so close. You almost put him away with that kind of thing. But when he hasn't even hit that, he hasn't hit a halluva kick. He hasn't done anything else in the match apart from, you know, he hit like an elbow off the middle rope or whatever. And the commentary like, oh, what's he got to do? It's like, I could give you a handful of things, you know, yeah. that might help that he normally does. Anyway, I'm getting hung up on that again. Um, but anyway, that was a show. Overall, it was good. It's not as good as it has been in previous weeks. There was a lot of kind of the, the middle portion of the show, I th- think really like sagged it with those two 30 second matches, the six man tag. It was all a bit. Uh, um, yeah. So I gave this a three out of five. I think the Alexa and the Roman stuff was really good. Continues to be. I am cautious of the biggest stakes in a match of all WWE history. And I'm, I'm cautious of this whole Kevin Owens thing. I don't know what's going on with the draft and stuff like that. But it was good. Three out of five for me. I uh, yeah, I, I think I think it was pretty much bang on. Yeah, I just yeah, like that, that middle bit just felt like they went, Oh crap, we've got twenty minutes to fill. Uh uh just go and do what you did last week. So I'll do the emails first and then we'll get into uh, the stuff we gotta do. Yeah. Um got an email here from Corey. Um, uh, on one of the podcasts last week with Luke, it might have been the SmackDown podcast last week actually, uh, we spoke about uh, video game soundtracks and if we listen to any of them on the reg, which I do, uh, Corey says hey guys, this email is for Pete regarding the video game OST discussion with Luke thought I'd pitch in my favourite ge- my favorite video game OSTs, uh, my favourite that always gets me hype is the Persona 5 uh, Persona 5 Royal soundtrack, never fails to get me excited, Final Fantasy 7 Witcher 3 and LA Noir OSTs are also very good. That's a strong agree on pretty much all fronts there. I know, Andy, you're so into all God, of this conversation. Of nerds. Yeah, the, only, the only song that I will listen to actually regularly is um, the Aperture Science song from Portal. The only song? That's the only song you listen to? No, no, no. The, 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 <laughs> from a video game. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I don't think that's something I pay attention to when I play games. You like, should. I, really, I do really like the, I like the Halo ones, but I don't, it's not like I'll listen to them at, when mm. I'm not doing anything. Um, I get you. The Hogs of War uh, soundtrack <laughs> is bloody fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's just one song, um, yeah. which is I, I don't know what it's called, but it's quite a famous uh, wartime sort of march song. Yeah. Um, I, I guess there are probably some songs from FIFA's in the past that I've listened to. Um, FIFA, the best video game franchise, according to Louis Dangor. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. the, the video game franchise that has not changed for 10 years. <laughs> That's why it's the best, you know? Mm. It's just, well, exactly. just why, the same why game. Change why, why change it? Broken, yeah. exactly. Well, no, I was speaking of games. I was, I was, I was looking at um, Star Wars Squadron, which mm-hmm. obviously which came, came out yesterday. It's had kind of good, but not great reviews. Um, but unusually for a new game it is not 60 pounds it is only 30 pounds and it's kind of like it does look cool mm-hmm. but, and are people just giving it low ratings because it's ea and they don't like ea at the moment and yeah i don't know it's it's like i watched this film last night bombshell they've heard of it but it's about the kind of the me too movement um mm-hmm. and women calling out uh, fox executives and 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 donald trump during the 26 election campaign and it was a really good film, but it didn't have like particularly good ratings. And I was like, oh, this is just a bunch of 
right wing people going onto IMDb and going, I don't like this because I like Fox. Mm -hmm. Give yeah. it an honest rating, um, everyone. Anyway, yeah. next email. Speaking, no, speaking of video games, I've been playing mm. a game uh, the last few days uh, called Hades, which is Ooh. amazing. I'm I having so much fun I with it. I saw that on the Switch. The, uh, I saw that on the Switch uh, shop. It was like one of yeah. the top rated ones. Oh, it's so good. It's what, so what fun. Is it? uh, so it's essentially like a kind of dungeon crawly, hack and slashy type thing uh, set around kind of the Greek uh, mythology, etc. Um, mm. And you play as the prince of uh, of Persia. the underworld. Oh. Um, no. Um, and you're essentially trying to escape uh, the underworld using the assistance of the Greek gods. They essentially try mm. and come and help you give you power-ups and stuff. It's really, really fun. The music is fantastic. The voice acting is great. The gameplay is amazing. I'm having loads and loads of fun with it. I have to have a look into it. My, uh, it's, so it's my girlfriend's birthday tomorrow, uh, actually, mm -hmm. not, not, but it's sort of her birthday weekend. And so t t tonight we're going to a like a spa sort of hotel thing. Um, and she's like, oh, can, uh, can you like bring a switch? We can, we can play something. So I've downloaded Overcooked 2. Oh, God. Um, I thought you wanted a good birthday. Because um, I looked on, because I've only got two Joy-Cons, and Joy-Cons cost £4,000 each. Yeah. Um, and I was looking at games which are sort of one, a single Joy-Con that are fun to play. Yeah. Um, so that was the one that, that kept popping up. I know it's I know it's very stressful. Um, that, that and Mario Party are probably the best single yes. Joy-Con, I reckon. Um, or actually, I did have a lot of my, one of my mates come around the other week, and we played uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, which... Mm. Is pretty good fun with just two people as well, because um, it's it's you can you could basically just spend three hours swearing at each other for just for winning by a meter or whatever it is. Absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah, we got another email, yeah. Pete. Yes, we do. We've got one here from the headmaster Jonathan Hedman, uh, <gasps> who says, uh, "So I'm at the gym doing the wrestle talk hat trick, listening to the podcast with my Raycon earbuds and Surfshark, and realised I miss Spoon Talk." I hope it comes back one day. It probably won't keep up the consistent work. Jam that jam. Jonathan there, Master um, Headman. I don't know if I know any spoons that weren't that weren't <laughs> covered during that period. <laughs> oh, Jonathan Headman now uh, one is is now part of sort of part of the team. Yeah, uh, he is gathering. He is our image database gatherer. He has been helping Adam. Uh, and Luke and Rich uh, gather images. And from all, everything I've heard, he's doing a bloody wonderful job. Absolutely. So, um, it's great to have him, and he's a wonderfully nice man. So uh, uh, trying to think of a spoon uh, that I can suggest. Uh, there was a spoon that I have at home, which is unusual, um, which is is a spoon, but it's got like a it's got like an interior bowl to the spoon, and then it's got an exterior one as well, but the interior is not connected to the exterior very much. So what it is, is you put an egg in it and the yolk sits in the middle one and the whites seep out through the holes. So it's like an egg separating spoon. But why would you want to separate stuff? Because you could just... Oh, like, as in like for cooking yeah, stuff? Yeah, for like cakes boys. and things. Yeah, yeah. I, was I was thinking like you put like a cooked egg in there and then you separate <laughs> the yolk out. I'm like... Why would you, just, you do you that? You just put a hard-boiled egg on it. And go. This isn't working <laughs> yeah, at all. Not working. Weird. Um, yeah. That, that there you go. That's a spoon. There's a spoon. Uh, but yes, thank you for the emails. If anyone else wants to get in touch, please do email in support at wrestletalk.com. 
but you had some time away last weekend, Mr. Datsun. That's why you weren't here. So how was it? I, it was very nice. Uh, I it was so it was me, my girlfriend, my uh, two of my uh, college, well, the sort of childhood friends and their respective partners, a fiance and a boyfriend. Um, and we went to Dorset, which is on the south coast of England, with uh, with a dog, uh, well, their dog, um, not just a dog. Um, just, just grabbed the dog on the way. And yeah, we just had a, a very relaxed weekend. Uh, it was walk, walks on the beach. Uh, we went crabbing, which is fishing for crabs, um, obviously. Um, but there was one issue, Pete. Oh, no. There was an issue. Oh, no. So on the Sunday, um, it was mine and my girlfriend's uh, sort of time to cook. It was, it, was our, it was our day that we'd said, look, we, everyone's going to cook once. So one of the guys cooked breakfast. One of the guys did uh, a pizzas for dinner, one of homemade pizzas. And so we thought, we'll do a barbecue. Um, so we went to uh, the big Tesco and the corner, um, big supermarket, and managed to pick up the last two uh, disposable barbecues in the world, apparently, because we went to about four different places before that, managed mm-hmm. to find a couple. But they were the worst <laughs> home, the worst um, disposable barbecues I have ever ever used in my life it, honestly it would have been quicker if i'd sat on the food and cooked it it was so slow that it took like to cook a burger which on a normal barbecue seven or eight minutes maybe mm-hmm. if you when you if you flip it we were there for like half an hour and Jesus. they were barely cooked and Obviously, when you're doing a barbecue, you're trying to sort of time things. So they're like, right, okay, so the burgers, uh, put the burgers first because they take the longest, and then you put sausages on, and then the chicken. So you're trying to sort of time everything. But this made it completely impossible to time. So basically, I was doing all the cooking, and uh, girlfriend was helping a bit. But everyone else ate about half, 45 minutes before I did because I was trying just to get everything out. And I'm like, oh, no, it's fine. Come and eat. And I'm like, no, no, I, I have to <laughs> cook it now. I'm committed to this. Um, and yeah, so instead of taking about half an hour of cooking, it took about an hour and uh, 20 minutes to to do to, to cook what was some sausages, some chicken, some burgers, some halloumi, and some corn on the cob. That's, so it was a very successful uh, barbecue, is what you're saying. All the food was actually really good in the end, but yep. it just took four or five years longer than I was expecting. And my other problem, Pete, is oh, that here we go. I'm in the office today. Um, uh-huh. can't, uh, people won't be able to see this on the uh, video but I am in the office and um, because no one's been here for so long Ollie decided a while back to take all the heaters home with him And it's I mean probably... it was summer in fairness yeah but it's not now it's now, it's now October can you, if you could believe that yeah. um, and it's really cold it is uh, probably about 10 degrees outside and not much warmer in here uh, and it is raining it is it is raining properly for the first time in a while um it's pretty miserable today yeah it is gray as f um mm. so yeah there you go fun that's my other problem yeah. what, have, what have you, have you I, got any problems Pete? I, I don't have a problem today uh because i'm at home and i'm nice and warm so yeah. I, I don't have the same problem tell you what i do do have a problem with though actually was yesterday mm-hmm. um we well we previously had uh, an infestation problem uh, in our flat of silverfish 
bugs, which are not very nice, basically, is what they come down to. And we'd seen a couple in a bathroom and we got the, the exterminator man to come out and try and get rid of them. He did his thing. He couldn't do the thing he wanted to properly because where they were coming from, he couldn't get like into where they were going Ooh, kind of like thing. A, like a little earwig thing. Yeah, they're not. They're pretty big, though. Not going to lie. They're chunky boys. Um, mm. But yes, uh, we've seen a few of them. Got the exterminator guy out. He did what he could. We hadn't seen any for a while. So we're like, cool, it's done. But then yesterday we saw one in the bathroom and even worse, we saw one in the kitchen, which is not where you want them to be. Uh, so we we messaged him yesterday. Haven't got a response yet, but hopefully we can get him out soon and sort that out. Because are they are they dangerous or are they just are they just nasty? Yeah, yeah, they are. So um, yeah. something tells me, and I mean obviously I've met her a few times. Mm. Something tells me that Michelle is not good with bugs. <laughs> You'd be correct. <laughs> well, yeah. see what what I've done um, following. Um, so I, a, a board game I played last weekend was a thing called things people search for on Google. I can't exactly what it's called, but basically you get the start of a Google search and you mm-hmm. had to try and guess the sort of top 10 things that people have searched. Is that, is that what, on a website or was that a board game? That's a board, it's a, it's a board game. It's already a oh, website right. as well. Because um, yeah, the website's called Google Feud. So Okay. And um, one of them was uh, do spiders or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um and one of the and one of the top search things was hate peppermint oil or something like that, and it turns out that sp- the spiders hate peppermint oil. So mm. I have now got a peppermint oil diffuser, um, and if you've watched the G One right, stream, and haven't seen a spider since, haven't seen wow. a spider since. It does have the side effect of now and then my front room smelling like Vicks vapor rub. Um, but that's not an issue. I mean, I don't mind, I don't mind the smell of vapor. I, what I will be sitting there playing, I've been I've been playing Destiny recently, Destiny two recently, and just mm. going, oh, I killed that alien. Ooh, vapor. <laughs> um, but it's just now, now and then, I get like it's like being hit and hit very lightly in the nose by a by a mint. Um, <laughs> so, well, I hope you can get those. But so, are they poisonous, or are they do they like do they like crawl in your bum? Genuinely, I don't know. All I know is that they are bad and need to be gone. Are um, silverfish harmful? Uh, silverfish probably. are not considered a threat to humans as they do not bite or spread disease. However, they can cause harm to personal belongings, especially those made out of paper. Mm. Uh, so yeah, they, you've got, they chew you've through got, stuff. If you've lot. got your will lying around, mm. um, or, I don't know, a signed photo of me. Or my D&D books, more yeah, importantly. Exactly. That's why yeah. you want to get rid of it. I mean, the silverfish does sound like something from D&D. That's true. Yeah, it does. Oh, um, no, it's been infested with silverfish. Quickly, yes. get the trolls. Please uh, help us. We have an infestation of silverfish. We need you to sort them out. Anyway, on that note, it's probably all the time we've got for this episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Stay tuned for more content coming soon. Um, I don't know whether we're doing a takeover review. I don't think we are, but we'll see. Anyway... Uh, yeah, we'll be back with more podcast content very soon. Head on over to our YouTube as well. We've got loads of stuff going on over there. And go and check out Phenomena Nerds, which is going to be launching on Monday, our new board game channel. That would be great. Thanks, everyone. Love you all. Goodbye. Wrestle Talk Rebel, now it's right.